Future Brian here, editing this episode. Just want to give you a heads up that we did have a technical issue here with Chris's side of the recording. Uh, we did get the recording, but unfortunately it didn't get captured by his mic, so the sound quality is a little off on his side. Hopefully it's not too distracting, but you should still be able to hear him. Also, due to the length of this episode, I went ahead and just cut this up in two parts, just to make it a little easier for editing, uploading, and notes, and then to be able to find the games that we're talking about. Apologize for the part one sounding the way it is. Part two does sound better back to normal we did get that caught for part two we appreciate you listening and on with the show episode 80 the games we play 2020 board game gift guide join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between the games we play with brian and chris and welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and with me this week is our fellow co-founder of The Games We Play, Chris. Hello, hello, all. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 80, and hey, this is our holiday 2020 special coming at you. We thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy this episode. So this is going to be a special episode where we talk about uh, some games. Well, we talk about all games, but... (laughs) We're going to talk about some games this episode. (laughs) (laughs) You... Quite a lot, given our list here. Quite a lot. Uh, The idea of this podcast or this episode is to give uh, a little guide for the holiday buying. Uh, So we broke down our list into multiple categories. We got two-player games, stocking stuffers, modern classic, family games for younger children, eight and younger. We got family games for older children. We kind of nine to 12 years old. Family games for teenagers and adults, party games, and heavier games. Those are the categories that we broke. They are suggestions down to, and then we came up with the you know, about five to eight games given, you know, depends on the category. We're going to talk about those games and and talk about them uh, just briefly, but give a little overview, give you some ideas, maybe some things to check into. And that's pretty much what this episode is. It should be a lot of fun. We enjoy uh, talking about these games. I should say this is not a comprehensive list. So this isn't saying these are the best two-player games, or these are the best family games. Uh, These are kind of games that we're really interested in right now that we think are really good. If you go back to our uh, 2019 holiday games, there's going to be some games that are on there that are really good. An example would be like Downforce, a great family game for children and older adults. Uh, It didn't show up on our list this year, but that's okay. That doesn't mean Downforce is a bad game. It's actually a really, really good game, actually. So this should be kind of a supplemental. We suggest going back, listen to 2019, listen to this one, and you're going to get even more suggestions for games. Uh, We just wanted to include some newer games or different games because um, a lot of games came out this year and we want to keep things fresh and new and the possibility of that person that you're trying to buy for might not have these games. So that was kind of our our, uh, our role. So before we start into it, anything else you want to add to that, Chris? I think I kind of covered the basis. Oh, you did. Yeah, really it is. We're going to talk about a lot of games. Uh, they're awesome games. The ones we talked about last year are still awesome. Uh, it's like you said, we're adding a supplement. So you take all of the years of these holiday guides and add them together and man you got a plethora of information of games uh a repertoire of games to uh to pull from for holiday ideas so that's what we're trying to do is talk about some new games 
talk about some a couple games on here. It showed up uh, that were we talked about last year, but yes, we just yeah we don't have a whole lot of crossover. Actually, no, there's not year. a lot. We and we, we talked about that this year. It's like uh, you know the games from last year are awesome, and we talk about them again this year, but. We wanted to add some different ones to as well. Yeah, absolutely. So really excited to do this. Uh, hopefully this gets everybody in the Christmas holiday spirit. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Black Friday is coming up. So hopefully maybe you can pick some of these up on Black Friday. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, quick suggestion. I think we talked about this last year, but uh, websites that we suggest if you if you want to go check these out, obviously go to BoardGameGeek.com. Check out any of these games. They're, they have reviews. They talk about the complexity, how many players... Uh, how long the gameplay is. You'll see people's uh, review them from videos, text reviews. There's pictures. That's where we suggest you start if something sounds interesting. And then from there, if you want to buy, uh, we suggest Game Nerds, ga- yep. Game Nerds Z with the Z, N-E-R-D-Z.com. Uh, that's one of my personal favorites. Uh, Card Haas, H-A-U-S, is another really good one. Uh, Miniature Market is always a good standby, and so is Cool Stuff, Inc. Um, all those are really good. Amazon's being a lot more competitive as of recently. So check out Amazon. Sometimes with depending on shipping and free shipping, if you have Amazon Prime, it comes out cheaper. And then also sometimes Target and Walmart, they'll offer specials around this time where they're doing, you know, buy two, get one free. They're doing 25% off. You get gift cards. You can use your red card. Uh, so sometimes with those discounts, it actually comes out cheaper than those online uh, websites, but those are the ones that we we suggest, highly recommend, that uh, are completely reputable and are really good places to shop for board games and and places you should check for Black Friday too. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, one of the things uh, for those bargain shoppers out there, you know, go check these. They have deals of the day a lot on all of these, and Amazon has that Honey app where you can check and get notified of a certain game and uh, Amazon games sometimes drop incredibly cheap but if you don't get on that sale within an hour or two the their stock's gone. So yeah. there's different apps you can get on. Uh, yeah, Honey even will yeah. show you like a graph of the costs yeah. and stuff too, which is actually kind of yeah. cool. You can see hey, oh, this is actually really a good deal or, or not. Yeah, and they'll and it'll notify you. You can set ranges if it drops below this or within that or stuff like that or if there's a price change on it. So there's it's customizable to get alerts. So if you're looking for a specific game, you can monitor it that way through Amazon and Honey. Uh, but there's some different things. I'm I'm that bargain shopper. I love the the thrill of the hunt trying to find <laughs> the games I want at the cheapest price possible. So it's it's fun. It's fun. But but even like miniature market, cool stuff, ink those, you can set up wish lists and um you can I believe you can have it send you notifications when they go on sale or you'll get notifications. Yeah, a but, price uh, drops. Um if they're uh, if they're out of stock, you can get a restock alert. Uh there's things like uh, customer rewards. So cool stuff ink. I've bought enough games over the years. I'm at a five percent discount. So anytime I buy of just board games, it's always five percent off their sale price and everything. And then like John's Pokemon cards are like fifteen percent off and things like that so it's there's some deals out there if you uh have frequent enough buying to, with a couple different of the online vendors that's it it adds up in addition to sale prices so yep absolutely keep an eye out, an eye out. love love bargain shopping <laughs> love well hopefully that's helpful yeah hopefully you can find something find one of these games on our list so let's go ahead and let's go and get in this this episode might be a little longer so we apologize but thank you i'll, I'll try to have the games in the notes on this podcast and uh yeah, so 
let's just go ahead and do it, uh, Chris. So let's let's jump in. We're going to go ahead and start with two-player games. You know, I'm going to go ahead and start it off right from the top. So, okay, first game on our two-player games is The Fox in the Forest. Uh, so this is a card game, strictly card game for two players, and it's actually a trick-taking game which is kind of unique for a two-player game. This is a competitive game, but it plays really, really well. The artwork on this is gorgeous. The the components, uh, the cards are really nice. Comes in a small little box, which is, which is fun. And what makes this really unique with the trick-taking is some of the cards actually have actions. So as you play the card, you resolve the actions, and some of the actions can be changing your trump cards, switching cards out. Uh, you can get bonus points for taking tricks. And then there's a really cool scoring sliding uh, scale depending on the amount of tricks you take. And so you're not trying to get all the tricks. And so if you get zero tricks, you get a lot of points. But as you take more tricks, it goes down until... Uh, then it goes back up and so kind of has like a bell curve to the point taking. And it's really easy to play, really fast, really fun. And if you love trick-taking games, this is a great one, especially because it's hard to get trick-taking games in right now during the pandemic. So highly suggest this one. And it's super cheap. It's like 12 bucks. I've seen it on Amazon for like $10 on sale before. So highly recommend this one. This is called The Fox and the Forest. All right, Chris, you want to hit the second one here? Yeah, next the second one is one of both of our favorites is Star Realms. This is uh, another card game that has uh, many iterations out there now, but the, oh, the yeah. base one is just fun too as well. All of them are Oh, really for fun. sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But uh basically um this is it's a game by uh, White Wizard Games and you uh you, it's Hand management, you build your, you start off with some basic deck cards. Deck building, yeah. Yep. Um, excuse me. Um, you start off with some basic cards and you build your deck. You, there's a pool to draw from. Um, your cards have resources and they have tack values. And uh, within the cards that you're getting, is you're basically building your fleet. You're getting your spaceships and, and resource stations and this kind of stuff. Um, there are different variations of, of ships and uh, uh, space stations, things like that. Uh, uh, differentiated by colors and the colors have a theme associated with them in the fact that like reds are better at attacking and yellows have better resource ability or and green has some special abilities that normally aren't found on the other colors so really you can start uh, developing a diverse um, fleet or you can start going and I'm just going to go for some reds and build a huge strong attack force and or go this other way and just really build up a huge fleet and you can do hand management with uh, with your deck building and it's it's really cool in the aspect it gives you different variations of going out but basically you're building your fleet to attack another person you either get resources or you attack uh your your opponent and once you dwell them down in uh basically uh hit points i'm doing air quotes uh and you knock them out and that's you win it's it's a very simple concept game a um, lot of different strategies that you can go about uh, uh, getting to the end result of knocking your opponent out. I really like it. The art on the cards are cool. Uh, yep. It's very quick. 
the base game is a small box. What I love about some of these, they're small footprints. You can put this in a pocket, a backpack, easy. Yep. You can sit down at a table, you and a buddy at a restaurant, a library, yep. or whatever. Oh, a yeah. park bench. And you can play this as long as it's not too windy. Um, you can play this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, and there are, if you like that, there's many iterations Um. Uh, yeah, there's cards. tons to add in if you get yeah. bored of that yep. one base yep. set. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. But it's great but deck builder. It's cheap. Uh 10, 12, 15 bucks yep. will get you the small. You can then you can start adding a couple different card packs. They're not collectible. I'm not a big collectible card fan. These are, I mean, every pack says what you're gonna get. So that's the yep. what I like about it. So a lot of fun. Yeah. Star Realms. Yeah, great game. And check it out for free on the app. You can get yep. the free app. You don't have to pay. You can you can pay for it to get the unlock everything. But uh, if you just want to try it out, try the app. Uh, okay, cool, great game. Uh, third game on the list for two player games is a game called Watergate. So this is a board game based off of Watergate scandal. You know, from uh, President Nixon here in the in the states. And in this game, one player plays as the reporters, while the other player plays as Nixon. Uh, you know, the reporter's trying to get the evidence and pin it on Nixon, and Nixon's trying to cover it up and destroy evidence. And it's kind of it's a very cat and mouse uh tug of war game where uh, you're co constantly trying to thwart each other you're using cards uh it's a very thematic game like the yeah. artwork and everything is is fantastic uh there's um it's a pretty easy game to play and heck the rule book is only like two pages and it comes with like a 10 page book just about history like it actually has facts and lays out everything in the background of all the people you find in the cards and the situations you find in the cards uh very thematic very cool i really like the theme of it i it's it's a really solid two-player game and uh yeah really liked it that one is a newer one that just came out this last year and a lot of people like it. So uh, suggest try checking out. It's called Watergate. Yeah, it sounds fun. Any history, political buffs would, would really, the theme. Oh, for uh, sure. Is big, is, is, is big into the game. It's not. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So really, that's yeah, cool. really cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Next one we were talking about on the list is Dulasaur Island 2018 game by Asmodee Pedasaurus Games. Uh, it's it's one to two players. So if you want to do that solo aspect, you could. Uh, this is I a guess game. So. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Uh, this is a game Brian and I played and we reviewed and I like it. It's it's a fun little game. It's it's about card drafting. There's dice rolling in it. But hand management and set collection as you but basically it's you're dealing with dinosaurs and uh, it's building really cool. basically yeah. Jurassic Park, yeah, but not building, Jurassic yeah, Park. Exactly. <laughs> Jurassic Park, but you're building Jurassic Park. And the this is one we talked about. The art is really cool and the, the colors are really uh, vibrant and kind of fluorescent type. It's yep. it's the art on it's it's a little different, so it makes it stand out. Um, it's the game pieces. It's a small little footprint box, but it's got some really cool um, um, colored boards and graphical design on it, as yep. well as little cubes and game pieces and stuff. But it's it's fun. It really is. There's some dice rolling in it that, as well as that, like represents the DNA. Yes. Yeah, that you're using the DNA to build quote unquote build the dinosaurs. Yeah, you build them with, <laughs> of course, you build dinosaurs with DNA. And yeah, so it, it is a fun game. We both played it. We both really liked it. 
highly enjoyable uh, Doolittle Island. That's a good two-player game, and if you want to try it in one, I have not played it one player, but so uh, you can try it one player too if you want. Yeah, it's definitely a streamlined version of Dinosaur Island, which yeah. uh, you might have heard of. Yep. Um, but uh, Dinosaur Island is is a little more complex than the Doolittle Island, but still kind of gets the same feel. So uh, same mechanics, same icons, and everything. It's great. Good game. All right. Next game on the list is Lost Cities Rivals. Now, Lost Cities is the classic two-player card game that's been around, like, what, forever, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's a solid game. We've reviewed it before and talked about it, but there's a Rivals version, which is kind of funny because a lot of these Rivals and Duel, like, versions of games, that that's, like, the kind of a new trend, is making two-player versions out of higher-player count games. Well, Lost City Rivals came out with a game, and it took a two-player game and made it a four-player game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess it is under two-player yep. games, even though it's not technically a two-player game, so... Uh, this can be played with more people, but the reason I put it on this is because Lost Cities is that classic two-player game. Um, but it, it takes the same idea and the same gameplay and expands it a little bit and adds some different uh, adds some different uh, mechanisms that I actually found that Lost City Rivals would be more fun and enjoyable and a little more strategic and less like luck. Uh, driven than uh, Lost Cities. So uh, in Lost Cities uh, Rivals, you're playing an archaeologist and, and you're trying to collect your basically set collection of, of colors. And uh, it has some unique scoring based off the cards and trying to get a run of numbers uh, in sequential or in increasing order. And then there's special multipliers. So there's a little push your luck here too. Uh, but what I like this better than Lost Cities is that there's a, it's kind of an auction mechanic where things are coming out and there's some strategy and when to call auctions and, and to grab the stuff from the middle and uh, then you take them and you form your piles and uh, you're trying to collect the different colors and they're all the cards are numbered sequentially up and uh, you're trying to get set collection and get the multipliers of scores and everything. It's a pretty easy game, uh, but I definitely like this better than Lost Cities. And Lost Cities is a is a solid two player game. My only problem with it is it's a little too luck driven that the game pretty much tells you to, hey, play three or five games uh, because you can play one game and like yeah. get stomped just because of the luck of the draw yeah. and that you have to play three or five games just to make it even. Not this game. This game's a little more strategic, a little less luck. I mean, there's luck, but you you have a little more control over it, and that, that's what I like about it. So I highly recommend this game for two players. It technically, I believe, goes up to four players, but it's, it's a great game. Lost City Rivals. Nice. Another one we're going to talk about. This one I, I wanted to add on. Um, it is more an advanced uh, two-player game. Uh, it can fall on the heavy. But it is uh, one of the, the highest-ranked games for a long, long time. It's called Twilight Struggle. It's from 2005, actually. It's on Board Game Geek. It is the ninth overall-ranked game and number one uh, war game. It's uh, by GMT, which produces a lot of uh, war games. That's their, their style of games they play. But basically, in Twilight Struggle, you're going to relive the Cold War. And you try to rewrite history in an epic clash between the U.S. and those commie USSR Soviets. Unless you're the commies, then you <laughs> want to. The yes, yes. Uh, then so you're going to try to rewrite history in, in <laughs> truer form. But uh, basically, it's this is a very... Uh, uh, it's it's a comp it's one of the more complex games 
um, on Board Game Geek. It's it's very oh, yeah. heavy. Uh, oh, yeah. the, the theme in in it is totally in uh, written into this game. It's not a paste on uh, um, sticker don type theme. It is heavily involved in this. Um, it is a one of those. Uh, tug of war type games as you're going down you think you're doing well and then your opponent does well and you're it's a back and forth constant battle and there is many different game mechanics in it there's dice there's cards there's you got hand management you got it's there's almost too much to uh, uh to really talk about because it is a complex game but it has been around for 15 years and it has been one of the top games on board game geek ever since it came out and it really amplifies that political struggle back um, right after 1945, when uh, Hitler uh, um, died and uh, set the the Cold War in motion, as uh, the communism and democracy and capitalism started uh, uh, really uh, starting fighting for the the control over the the uh, Europe over Germany, yeah, yep, Germany. So really, uh, re- there's a deluxe version out. Uh, this is one I actually recently picked up earlier this year. Uh, from Miniature Market, had it on sale. I've seen it a couple times on sale before then. Uh, so it's it's still readily produced. And, I mean, it's I've seen it on Amazon for $36. But this is uh, it's, uh, just a classic game, really classic game. One of my uh, uh, favorite war-type games, if you want to call it a war game. All right, last one and two-player games. Chris, you want to go ahead and hit this last one? Yes, last one. This is Hive. Hive is, this is another game. It's been around for 20 years. Came out in 2000. It's an abstract game. Basically, you're putting together your insect hive. So these are basically is, is a hexagon tiles. Um, there's a couple different colors. It's basically a white and black color. But then it has a different colored insect or ob- object on, uh, printed on top of it. And doing is you're, you're setting up your hive with these discs and you, you use basically your insects to trap your, uh, your opponent's queen bee. That's what you're doing is you're putting your tiles down and around in this hive and trying to uh, encapsulate around uh, your opponent's queen bee. Uh, but it's, it's very strategic and it's lots of fun. Really yeah, I've never tried that one, but it looks really unique. I really like the table presence. Uh, that's been one that's been on my list that I've wanted to try because it's been around for forever and a lot of people love the game. So, all right, well, that wraps up our two player game category. So, we, we had some really good ones in there. All right, our next category in our holiday guide is stocking stuffers. So, idea here is just smaller footprint games, maybe a little cheaper, something that you have $20 left in the budget, you want to throw something into the stocking, uh, you just throw it in there, or something a little smaller, and you just want to add more stuff to the stocking, that's the idea here. So I'm going to go ahead and start it off. So first game on our list is twice as clever. I mean, we're getting a little close to being too big, but the box is still pretty small. Uh, But this is is definitely under 20 game, you know, $15 or so. We've talked about this a million times on the podcast. So if you're a long-time listener, you're probably getting sick of us talking about this game. Uh, You're probably waiting for uh, thrice as clever or thrice as clever or three times as clever. I don't remember what they settled on the English version. There's a third one coming out soon. So uh, then we can start talking about that. But uh, anyway, uh, so twice as clever is uh, the second game in this roll and write. And basically, think Yahtzee, 
um, but a little more complex where everybody has their own little sheet of paper and there's uh, five different areas of for uh, color areas that represent and line up with the five color dice. And on your turn, you roll the dice, kind of Yahtzee style where you get three rolls or up to three rolls, and then you have to pick a dice. Uh, the dice that you pick, then you mark it off in the section, and then you roll the remaining dice, and then you, you do that up to three picks, and then the other players get to pick a die that uh, was left over. There's more rules than that, but uh, essentially each area on the sheet or each of the colored areas all have different rules. So some of them are just the point value straight up the number of the die you roll. Uh, some of them are depending on how far you get on the track. That's how many points you get. Some of them you take this dice minus this dice and this is the score you get. And so there's all these different scoring mechanisms and rules and how you mark off in each of the space. Uh, you unlock, uh, some special abilities like re-rolling and getting additional dice and, and whatnot. So highly strategic. It is a little luck-based because it's dice rolling, but with, with special actions you get, it offsets it enough that it becomes a very strategic game and actually has kind of a learning curve where you can get better and better and better at the game, even though it's a luck-driven game. So highly recommend this as one of the best roll nights. Definitely my favorite roll right. I love this game. I play it so much. Highly recommend it. That's twice as clever. Nice. Now, uh, next game we're going to be talking about is we mentioned earlier. Category is Star Realms. Again, this is this is a fun game. Um, great box to fit in a stocking. Easily, easily could do that. So if you're looking for a, a, a game to give to somebody, uh, this is a great stocking stuffer. And within the variations and stuff, it's really cheap. Really cheap. So yeah, absolutely. That's why it made our stocking stuffer list. Awesome. Yeah, G great game. Uh, third game is any of the exit games. So Cosmos Games has this series or line of games called Exit the Game, and I don't know how many are are there like fifteen now or something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, more than a dozen. Absolutely. Um, basically they're as you know like escape rooms they're basically an escape room in a box the idea is you open this box and it's a puzzle it's a cooperative where you work together to try to solve the puzzle and you try to go through it and each one's themed really well so some of them are like escaping from the cabin where there's a murderer and some of them are like so there's just a, a lot of different themes and some very, very clever puzzles in these. Um, these are one-shot games. Cutting up opponent components, you're going to be drawing on them. But that's part of the experience. It's a lot of fun. These are really cheap. You can usually get these on sale for like $10. And uh, it provides at least an hour of fun. Uh, considering escape rooms are like, what, $50 or $60? Uh, this is quite the bargain to get the same kind of experience. So highly suggest them. Um, I really like all of them. I haven't played one that I haven't liked. Uh, so, yeah, exit games. Nice. Next one we're going to be talking about on our list is one we've reviewed and talked about a few times is No Thanks. This is another game that's been around for 16 years. Oh, gosh, has it really? Yeah, it's a 2004 game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's Basically, it's card games with numbers on them. Um, I forget the range low to high numbers and basically you have two options you're either, uh, you get a deck of cards you get your hands um, there's a pile you flip them up you either take the card and add it to your hands and pile or you basically have your chips to put chips on it um, chips allow you to pass on a card that you don't want um, but they add points uh, to your other player whoever owns those chips in the end 
Uh, basically, it's uh, you're trying to get set collections of, of ranges of your cards. And if you have, like, say, number 33 card, that's 33 points. You want you don't want points at the end. You really don't. I, I guess I said the chips add points. They, they subtract, subtract them. They but subtract yeah. Them. Yeah. yeah, so what you want to do is get a series of cards. So if you have... 33 and you put the 32 on it and 31 and 30 and, and and drive that all the way down it's whatever your lowest card is that's the point value so for all those cards for all of the cards played so you want to get series you want to create series as much as you can and reduce those high number cards by uh having um the reciprocal sequence, yep. yeah, the sequence but some cards are randomly taken out at the beginning yeah, so you never saying. know yeah. what might come up so, yeah, so you may be thinking, oh, I've got uh, that, I've got 30 and 33, I just got to draw uh, 32. 32. And 32 is actually in the box because it was pulled out in the beginning. So there's a lot there's a lot of strategy and replayability yep. in that aspect yep. because it's Great not going to be the same cards every single time. Yeah. Or 32 does come up and yeah. you you drive up the price with the chips. Yeah, it's exactly. great. Yeah, it's it so is much fun. fun. It is fun. So it's one of those that we play numerous times at work. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. you can get it's multiple. a five, it ten is. minute game at most, maybe. It's three to seven players. So it, it, it adds a good amount of people you can play with. Oh, but, it's such uh, a good game. Yep. This yeah. should be like one that should be on everybody's shelf. Like this is like it's so cheap and it's so good. Yeah. It is on sale currently as of this recording for $9.99 free shipping oh, gosh. Uh, on Amazon. So what a fantastic yeah, deal. Sure, you can find it cheaper and at some of these other places. And if you uh add it to your cart to get free shipping and stuff, great deal. But for a ten bucks shipped game, prime shipped, um, this you'll get you'll get that play out of this oh, yeah. easily, easily. Not to mention it's so much fun. There's always like laughing of like, ah, you know, and yeah, yeah. It's so that fun. Accomplishment of, yes, I got it. I got my run. I got my sequence. Yep. Yep. Or but, you yeah. roll your eyes when, when, uh, when Corey puts down a chip again, you're like, come on, Corey, take it already. <laughs> exactly. Yep. All right. Next game on our stocking stuffers is welcome to the dungeon. There's actually two games. There's like welcome back to the dungeon. Welcome to the dungeon. Both these are standalone games. Both are really great. The idea here is uh, every round there's a adventurer with all his armor and special powers and abilities and a deck of cards, which are the monsters are coming out. And it's a press your luck type of game because on on your turn. You draw a card and you see what monster is and you you get to choose either to put that monster into the dungeon or you can uh, decide to discard the armor or, or spell from the from the hero and not put the card into the dungeon and keep it secret. And so the idea here is you keep going around until everybody passes. And the last person to not pass has to take the hero through the dungeon. And you do that by then taking what the stack of those those uh, dragons and there's like dragons and trolls and all these vampires and skeletons and you go through the deck revealing one at a time to see if your hero survives because your hero has so much health and all the armor adds health some of the armor adds like instant kills for certain monsters or different number of monsters and and stuff like that uh, there's some spells that bring them back to life because they're a paladin or stuff like that or there's a wizard that can do certain special abilities and that's what they're the special abilities are but again over time uh, people could be discarding those and taking them away from the hero and so kind of crippling the hero and so it becomes this like it's almost like chicken uh, a little bit where you're playing chicken with the other players to see who's going to back out first and so the the player who successfully takes a hero through the dungeon twice wins and any players that uh, don't 
aren't successful twice are out of the game. And so it's this grand big game of chicken and and bluffing a little bit and pushing your luck. And it's it's really fun. It's done really well. Cool theme. Uh, the idea of uh, putting monsters in a dungeon and making a hero go through it. Uh, it's a lot of cool. It's, it's, it's a fun, it's really lighthearted, it's really easy rules, comes in a small box, and it plays in like 10 minutes. Um, it does play, I think, up to four players, so it's really good, and then if you get the welcome back to the dungeon, you can actually, there's rules to intermix the monsters and the heroes, because there's different heroes and new abilities, and so there's a lot of replayability, some strategy, buffing, uh, push your luck, uh, it's a lot of fun for a very small weight, cheap game, great game. Welcome yeah. to the dungeon, or welcome back to the dungeon. Love those, love those. Yeah, the next game we're going to be talking about on Stocking Stuffers is another game that's been around for 10 years now, Zombie Dice by Steve Jackson. Oh, yeah. This, this is a game, it's 2 to 99 players is what it's listed as. So it, it, it falls into that party game category, but for uh, $13 on Amazon Prime shipped, uh, it's a great game for that aspect. Basically, what you are, it's it's a dice-rolling pressure luck game. You're a zombie, and you love brains. So what you're going to do is uh, roll your dice, and you want to get brains. And uh, you basically, every time you score a roll and, and keep that selection of your dice, and you get brains, you, uh, you score points. And so the uh, But the bad thing is there's shotgun blasts, and there's some other... Um, expansions that add a couple dice to it uh, that do bad things and it, it's it's pressuring your luck if you get uh, shot like three times um, basically is you end your round you're basically uh, rolling your dice trying to get those brains to score those points and you really get caught up in the action of yes I can press my luck in this and it, it, it's a fun game it's very simple um, there's not much uh, to it for rules uh, the theme is fun and it brings out some laughs and and that kind of aspect but anyway I like it we love it at our house uh, it's a, it's one of those great things. It's in a round little tube that easily fits in a purse, oh, yeah. backpack, or a coat pocket. And quick it and easy. Quick and easy. And the expansions, I bought all the expansions for it, and they fit in the same tube. So um, that's very nice. It's only a, uh, the others are just a dice or two dice added to it. There's a Santa Claus one expansion and a bus one. It's, it's fine. Of course. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Steve Jackson Games, he's notorious for Munchkin. Uh, very known oh, yeah. so with that type of humor. So you get that type of humor in Zombie Dice. Very nice. Good suggestion. Yeah. All right. Next one on the list is a it's a classic. It's called Love Letter. I think we've talked yeah. about it on the podcast yep. before, and I might have been last year's too. But uh, but Love Letter is a very lightweight card game. It's a it's an easy gameplay, but basically on your turn, you everybody gets a card in their hand, and then you draw a card, and then you play one. It's that easy. And when you play the card, you take the action that is on the card that you play. And you just keep going, and there are cards and mechanics to eliminate the other players or to get eliminated. And so you just keep going until you're the last person standing, or once the deck runs out, whoever has the highest value of the cards wins that round. And I think you have to play up to like four win um, one rounds, and whoever wins four first wins or something like that. Very easy game, very lightweight. It's a great family game, cool theme. Uh, there's a bunch of different versions like Batman and uh, Lord of the Rings. And uh, I think Marvel just came out. So there's a lot of different themes. Some of them add some different 
uh, rules. I know there's a big box version they came out with. I think you can play up to more players than four, and then it adds in other cards you can swap in to the deck. So there's more strategy, more replayability. But uh, this this is a classic game. Love Letter, if you just get the basic little small weight one, it's cheap, easy to put into uh, stocking. And uh, just like the other ones, great to pull out anytime. So that was Love Letter. Fun. Love it. Next one, or actually the last, the last one. It is yeah. the last one on our list. We've talked about this. Uh, it's, it's a very fun party game. Um, it's Coup. It's, this is a two to six player game, plays in about 15 minutes. It's one of the best social deduction games um, that um, oh, yeah. we have. You it's, don't probably, probably want to play it at two players, to be honest. No, it's, it's better with uh, three, four, five, uh, um, six players. Best with five. The more players yeah. you have, um, it, it makes it better. It's with yep. social deduction. Exactly. But you're basically, um, you, you have cards and you play a card. You're either Duke, Assassin, Contessa, Captain, or the Ambassador. And each one of those roles has a special ability. And uh, basically, as you're trying to... Uh, um, basically be the last one living. Um, you don't want to get knocked out. You want to play a certain card and um, get past the round. Um, and you don't necessarily have to play. So everything's hidden. Oh. You don't necessarily have to play as those roles. You can right. pretend or lie. Yes. And that's part of the fun where you get to call each other out, potentially. Right. Yeah. It, there is just the aspects of this. It's It's really a 15 to 20 minute game. Um, I don't think I've ever had a game last more than 20 minutes of this, but uh, they're quick. And it's, again, small concept. It's cards. You got minimal cards and you got some coins with it. There's some uh, game mechanics with, uh, with, with coins and currency, but uh, l really lots of fun. We love it at this house. We played it at work numerous times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot it of fun. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully you don't mind lying because that's the yeah, name it, of the it, game. It, it, the it, social it's, it's fluffy. Yep. It's, it's about, yep. Good, good game. Yep. All right, cool. Well, that wraps up our stocking stuffers. Uh, Chris, let's go ahead and move on to modern classics as the next category. Move along. So modern classics, we kind of define this as, well, classics that are more in your hobby board gaming. So some of your classics traditionally might be not like Monopoly, Sorry, Guess Who, those kind of games. Uh, that's kind of idea we went with these. They're going to be great family games, kind of good for a, a lot of audiences, but these are going to be modern, i.e. Our, our hobby games. So uh, we'll quickly go through these. A lot of these aren't going to be much of a surprise because I think we've talked about it a million times. So uh, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Our first one on the list is Drop It. So this is one of our favorite uh, games and, and it's one of our fa my favorite dexterity game uh, but basically you're it's not really a board per se but you more have this apparatus that kind of kind of reminds me of connect four you know where there's a slot and you put stuff in uh, but it's a little more it's a little more vertical and it's it's clear plastic and basically you're dropping shapes uh, colored shapes into uh into the slot here and it drops to the bottom and then you score the shape based on how high and there's some bonus for circles and stuff like that uh, but there's some rules for for placement the sides and the bottom have icons that you can't overlap your circle with or certain colors with you can't have same shape touch same shape or you can't have colors touch the same colors and if you do you don't score any points and that goes on to the next player's turn and you just keep doing that until everybody's dropped their shapes into into this uh, tower and whoever has the most points wins it's that easy super easy game 
I mean, our seven year old, well, he's, he's eight now, but he was playing, he was playing at seven, six years old. He loves this game. Uh, I've played this with adults. Adults love this game. Kids love this game. It's just a fabulous game. Probably one of my top five ultimate board games because it's such an available fun and uh, fun time. One of my favorites. It's called Drop It. That is. Agree with everything you said. Moving on to the next game. Um, we talked about the second version of this game coming out, but one of our favorite modern classics is That's Pretty Clever. This was the first Roll and Write I ever played. I think how we even talked about it, how I had an aversion to Roll and Write. Both of us did. Yeah. Oh, we were like, oh, these are different. And then we talked, actually talked with Stephen Bonacore when he was on our show and made me uh, try it and made you try it. And we both tried it and we both own it. Yeah, we love this game. <laughs> and now it's on our list. And it is a modern classic. It came out in 2018. And basically is you've got colored dice, you roll the dice, um, you pick combinations, Yahtzee style, um, just like we talked about earlier uh, with uh, Twice as Clever. But this was the original version that came out. So it's a little easier too, I think. With the, there's one less special action, and I think that each of the areas are areas are a lot easier to get than the and Twice as Clever. Twice as Clever is a little harder, uh, but other than that, they they play pretty basically the same. Yeah, and this is a wonderful player game. You can uh, Jamie's even played by herself trying to better her score and stuff. Oh yeah, the solo is yeah, really good on like, this. Yeah, it really is. So it, it, it's fun. It is a fun game, and it's an easy game. I like to introduce other people into the hobby. You call it? Oh yeah, game, things like that. This is it's this is small, fantastic. It's a small box. Uh, may not fit and fit in a bag or a purse, larger purse, but uh, really easy. It's just dice rolling. And you've got your score pad. Uh, but the combinations and... It, it's strategy. Yes. And yeah, it, the strategy. And once you play it, you get, you know, okay, oh, I scored 150 points. That's great. And you're like, oh, other people scored this. Oh, I'm going to play. And you you just get hooked on it and try and challenge. Always beat your score. Always beat your score. It's fun. It's addictive. Very fun. That's pretty clever. Great game. Yep. Also called Gonshawn Clever, I think. Uh, or Correct. that's pretty clever. Yep. Yep. All right, next one on our list is another, well, this is kind of like a roll and write, but it's a flipper write. So this is Cartographers. And so this is this is like right there, like as my second favorite roll and write, if you will. Uh, it's really close to Twice as Clever. I really like this game. This is a, this is set in a fantasy world, and the idea is you're a map maker, and each of your, your sheet of paper is like a grid, and you're basically trying to draw a map with the different territories. And so what happens is these cards come out and they're one of the five different territories like forest or huts or pasture or what have you. And when it comes out, it has a shape and it has the color on it. And then you have to draw the shape however you want to. You can flip it, reverse it, rotate it, whatever, onto your sheet to fit. Uh, and that's basically it. You just go until uh, you get through all the four seasons and whoever has the most points win. Points are determined by the scoring cards that are predetermined at the game. And that's why I really like this is there's a lot of replayability because each of the four categories for scoring has, I think, six or seven cards. And so 
you randomly grab one of those from each of the categories. So every time you play it, the combination of the four cards are are different. And even if you get one of the cards that you played with before, but now it has a different card from the other category, it adds some really unique combinations where you can get a lot of points or makes it more difficult. And that's why I really like it. There's a lot of strategy in where I should place, place this, which I should do. Uh, a lot of the cards for the shapes give you multiple options where some of the options like, well, you can take this and get the bonus coin, or you can take the bigger shape. And so there's a lot of options. It adds to a lot of strategy, and it's uh, it's a very easy game, but a lot of fun and a lot of replayability. Really enjoy this game. It's cartographers. Cartographers. Lots of fun. I'm moving on to another game for the modern classics um, is Century golem edition uh so the century the the golem edition uh re rethemed version of century spice room yep but there's we like the the, the golem edition has some little different components and some different art and we like that um oh the components are way better way better than the the spice room stuff so oh, yeah you'll hear us talk about this game and, and talk about the golem edition they play exactly the same yeah they do it is same mechanics just different graphics and different, uh, some different game, uh, game pieces, but basically what it is, and really it's, it's, it's a card, there's card driven and it you have some hand management in your card, but you're basically going around and traveling and, and doing this aspect to, to get these crystals. And with the crystals, you can, uh, use them to get combinations of, to basically buy or pay for, uh, to build, um, these, uh, golems and the golems have victory points. And it's really fun. This is a game um, Jamie and I played with, loved it. It was, I don't know if you've listened to the, the show that, uh, where we had, where we were uh, remodeling our basement and we had the, the water heater problem with water all over. So our builder came and was waiting for the plumber and we played this with him and he loved it, fell in love with this. So it's, it's a game. It's a great, great game. It is. And the other uh, versions are coming out. The third version of this is supposed to be coming out. It was supposed to come out Gen Con this year, and so it it's should out. be out. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Out. It yep. did come out, um, but so the, there's three in the Spice Road uh, version, and there's three in the Golem, and they just came out with the third Golem, and they can intermix them. So any of them are really good. I love the, the introduction of the first one. Yeah. Um, First one's car, kind of car driven. Second one's more uh, moving around on a board, and the third one's more worker placement, but still same idea with all of them. And then they do have special rules that combine the games, which is yes. pretty cool. And that's, that is cool too. Um, basically, if you like Splendor, this yeah. is this very much has a Splendor feel, where you're kind of building an engine with these cards that you're acquiring that allow you to trade or acquire gems, the uh, the upgrade them up to get those you know combinations, like you were saying. So. Uh, I like this way better than Splendor. I really like Splendor, but if you like Splendor, maybe get old of it or kind of, you know, it's getting old. This is a great game to kind of fill in that gap. Yes. Yes. It, can't say it enough. Good game. I have both the other ones and looking forward to grabbing the third Golem edition. Oh, me too. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Next game on our modern classics is Betrayal at House on the Hill. We've talked about this before. This is like a top 10 game for me. I, yeah. Just I love I love hidden trader games. I love like thrilling and suspenseful games, kind of on the edge of your seat kind of games. So that's what this is. The idea is you're a bunch of adventurers and you're stuck in this this haunted mansion. I think the 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 
feel of it is you're supposed it's like supposed to be a like a horror movie like a b-rate horror movie in your haunted house is kind of the idea and so you're exploring this haunted mansion and stuff's happening it's it's very horror themed uh it's definitely not a kids game uh some of the the now there is there is a scooby-doo version of it, is it. A version yep have it yep that plays the same it definitely has a better theme to it but uh, for kids that is uh but this one definitely there's some dark dark stuff you know like blood and gore kind of description stuff that you're reading uh curses witchcraft that kind of stuff but uh you're exploring the ha- the mansion and then there's like a, a haunting phase that happens after you you hit something and somebody becomes a traitor um and, and there's a whole mechanics on how you decide what the traitor is and which traitor one. But there's this book of scenarios, and depending on like what cursed item and what room you are uh, determines what scenario comes out. And there's a hundred scenarios in the book, so there's a lot of replayability. And basically, there I, I I without giving spoilers, it's just anything from really crazy stuff. Like really, like to cannibals, to zombies, to yes. aliens, to like ghosts. Like, th- there's so many scenarios, and they get so silly. Some are funny, silly. Some are like super serious and creepy. But it's just a huge myriad of things. And there's limited information that the trader has, and there's limited information that the heroes or the good guys have. And they both have their goals, and then they basically face off at the last part of the game to see who the winner is. A uh, very thematic. A lot of fun. I just so much fun. I always, every time I play this, is is just laugh and have a good time. There are some broken mechanics in there, and some of the scenarios get a little wonky, and and the, sometimes the rules aren't terribly clear uh, with some of the scenarios. So sometimes you just have to use your best judgment. But uh, overall, it's a really fun game. Very thematic. Uh, I really enjoy this one. It's Betrayal at the House on the Hill. Yeah, that this is a classic game. This is the game I introduced Grace to. She graduated this last year, and we had the whole COVID problems and pandemic, and uh, so uh, we hosted um, uh, the her after prom here since they didn't have prom. That was and like real she, early yeah, into yeah, pandemic. Really, really early. So um, she introduced to her friends, and they loved it. Oh my gosh, they loved it. So they played it a few times. So within her friend group. And so we, the nice thing about it, they did come out with an expansion called Widow's Walk, which added like 50 more scenarios. So if you ever got to the point where you're running into uh, there's more out there. But and it fixes, it fixes uh, quite a few problems. It's almost a must-have. It, it is. I would say if you really like, you get this, I, I would just spend the extra couple bucks or um, and get the, the expansion for it too as well play with it but this i believe absolutely truly believe this is a must-have on your game library shelf it's it is one game we always play every um october time it's yeah it's, lot of fun. it's that much fun that much yep. fun lots of stories you you talk about this game for yeah. a while after yep. playing it each yep. time so it's fun lots of fun. can't say it enough moving on to the uh coming up to the bottom of our list yeah, this is a game I wanted to add. It's, uh, I would think it's probably one of the most famous games out there, you would almost say. It's oh, been yeah. around for 25 years, is Catan. So when I purchased it, uh, it was Settlers of Catan, but now they uh, renamed it just to Catan. Uh, it, but it is a, a three to four player game. It's, it's definitely a Euro type game. Yes, it um, is a Euro game. Resource management, a little bit. 
Yeah, um, wooden cubes. <laughs> wooden cubes are very notorious for early, early uh, Euro type style. Yeah, games. I don't even know how you would describe the mechanic in here. I mean, part of the mechanic is, I mean, you have the hexagons and the different resources, and you build, you build like cities or settlements. Yeah, modular, yeah model, it's it's a hexagon modular board. Uh, there's income involved in it. You dice roll. Yeah, based off the dice roll. Yeah, that activates the hex hexagons. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and there's and you build this network. Like you said, you have cities and roads, and and there's resource management out of it, and there's trading or robbing. There's a robber in it that you can seek uh, seek um, excuse me sick to your opponents to cause them grief or or next turn they can come right back to you. Things like that. So it, that adds that element of uncertainty within the game. Multiple passive victory. Yes, multiple passive victory. It's a game, again, it's been around for 25 years and still going strong. This is a game that is found at Walmart, is found at Target. Uh, it's one of the ones we call a gateway game uh, where you want to introduce people. I love adding it here is because they're going to see this at Target, and you get somebody to play this. They're going to see this at Walmart. They're going to see this at your stores. And then, oh, you play it for a while. Then they're also going to look what's next to those other games. Yeah. They're going to be more involved to get into yep. the hobby game market because yep. of this Absolutely. game. So yeah. that's why I like this game and teach it to um, some my not new gamers. I wouldn't yep. call them non-gamers. New new, new gamers. Yep. Yep. Get, some, get some hooked. For sure. Uh, yeah, one of the games I cut my teeth into getting into yeah. the hobby. Um, definitely better games than Kentan out there, uh, I yeah. would say, especially for that Euro theme. Uh, but it's definitely a solid game. It, you know, it's not like a wonky, hey, take that type of game. Well, I mean, there's a little of that, but you, you get what I'm saying. Right. Um, it's manageable. Yeah. Next game, last game on this list for modern classics is Dominion. So this is a fantastic game to get into deck building. So we've already talked about Star Realms as a deck building. Idea is that each person, uh, player, starts with their own uh, same starter cards. And uh, on your turn, you're playing these cards from your hand, and you're starting to buy cards that are out you know, in the marketplace where everybody has ability to. And you take those cards, and it starts to add to your deck. And the idea is you're building a deck. And so then when you run out of your draw deck, you take all your discard piles, shuffle them up, and now you got your new deck, which gives you all those cards that you you know, you know bought and start adding to it. So you get to kind of customize your deck throughout the game, and it gives you an opportunity to find some really cool combination of cards. And because that's, that's the whole point of this game is trying to be as efficient as possible because you're trying to get as much buy power so you can buy victory point cards is the idea in Dominion. And uh, at, there's some, um, after a certain predetermined amount of time, whoever has the most victory points in their deck wins the game. So pretty straightforward. But the fun thing about this game is, is trying to find those combinations. And this game is modular, so they offer... I don't know, like triple or quadruple in the amount of cards you can play with each game. And so the idea, and they even give you randomizer cards. So you can just shuffle up and deal out a randomizer card. And then you pull those cards out of the box, those decks of cards. And those are the ones that you start out with in your market. So every time you play can be different. And you're trying to find uh, those those combinations to try to find the fastest and best way to get those victory points. Very enjoyable. Very, uh, I'm not going to say basic per se, uh, but very... Uh, 
it's a very good introduction to deck building and it's it's just it's such a solid game uh there's a million dominion expansions but man that base game is is pretty darn good you get a lot of value you get a lot of cards the storage in that game is really good it's really easy rules uh i, I can't I can't uh, recommend this enough. Dominion was one of my first deck builders. I remember, I still remember it in my mind's eye, like clear as day, playing Dominion for the first time. This was one of the first games I got, actually, as a hobby game. And I remember in our old house, sitting at the table, playing this with Emily for the first time. And we got about halfway through, and it kind of clicked, like, how good this game is. I'm like, wow. Because it was one of my first deck builders. I think it was the first deck builder I played. And it blew me away. And ever since then, I love deck building. I love these kind of engine building type games. Fantastic. Uh, there are better deck builders out there with more theme, more complexity, but this is a great, still solid game uh, if you've never played a, a, a deck builder before. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Great game to get into deck building or introduce people to deck building. Like you said, there's many other games out there that have different themes and more intricate but if you're wanting to get into deck building or introduce somebody to deck building, I don't, I'd start with Dominion. Absolutely. And it gives you a lot of options, replayability and strategy yeah. for sure yeah. for what you get in the box. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes part one of the Games We Play 2020 board game gift guide. We appreciate you listening. Please watch out for part two. In part two, we actually hit on family games for younger and older children. We talk about family games for teenagers and adults party games, and then our favorite category, heavier games. These are going to be some of our actually favorite games of all time. So please do look out to it. We appreciate it. Again, sorry for the the sound quality issues, but, but we did get this corrected in part two. Part two should be up later in the next day or two. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, feel free to reach out to us. If you want any suggestions, maybe you've played all these games or own all these games but want to find other games reach out to us you can find us on any of our social medias or our email you'll hear that in the outro we appreciate you listening and thank you for the games we play join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at games we play pod and at games we play pod at gmail.com